Welcome to Plateau Partners Pulse. I am very excited to be joined today by somebody that actually used to be a member of BNI. And you may think that you leave BNI, but you never leave BNI. You are an alum, your family, it draws you back. Um, kind of so, like the mafia. Kind of like the mafia. <laughs> we know, you know. <laughs> I'm Italian, you're Italian, we know these things. So anyway, um, without further ado, I am joined today by Mary Gleason. Mary, what is your business? What is your business name? Well, it's very complicated. It's Mary F. Gleason Consulting. Okay, so what do you do? Tell me about your business. Well, I have been a nonprofit man management executive and consultant for over 30 years. And I have found working with my executives, how chained they are to their desks. And we'll talk more about it getting into this. But the one thing I really love to do, in addition to my fundraising, consulting, and my strategic planning and the governance issues that I work with, I like to do intuition coaching with my executives. I find that they're chained to their desk and there's lots of reasons for that. So that's what I do. I consult and I coach. And I agree with you. I think that people fail to be creative and to really think outside the box or dare I say, you know, inside what their gut feeling is. So many times in business, you'll hear people say, you know, well, it was, you know, a gut instinct or I did this because mm -hmm. my gut told me. But then if you say the word intuition, people are like, what? But it's the same thing, folks. So it is only the gut is just one of many, many ways your intuition can show up for you. And so my goal is to help people get in touch with what theirs feels like, how they know it, step one. Step two is stop ignoring it. Mm -hmm. Which is like- Stop rationalizing it. Rinse and repeat, folks. Um, so how long were you in BNI? I was in BNI for three years. And sadly, I could not renew for reasons uh, that had nothing to do with BNI. But I loved being there. And it was one of the nicest gifts I could give myself. I, yeah, I. that's a great way of putting it. Um, and you were really putting yourself out there in a really unique category, which was awesome. What did you appreciate the most about BNI in general? Well, first of all, I'm an extrovert sitting in my home office trying to envision the world. So every Friday, they guaranteed me an hour and 45 minutes of incredibly intelligent professionals who would come together and talk with me. So breaking that isolation that comes with being an entrepreneur, breaking that isolation that comes from working from home mm -hmm. was not a small thing. The other thing is it led me to so many opportunities I would have never otherwise had. Introduced me to business coaches and introduced me to um, other opportunities to build my skills that weren't directly related mm -hmm. to being a consultant or to being um, whatever my profession is, that it was outside of that. And to this day, I still refer myself to those people. I still make referrals to them. They still refer to me. Mm -hmm. It's just been a great investment. 
Absolutely. And that's why I say that, you know, once you're in the BNI family and and you get it and you participate and you're a, a quality member, um, whatever reason that you leave for, you just don't ever quite leave. It really has a lasting um, impression on you. So what would you say was the best part about Plateau Partners specifically? Definitely the relationships. Definitely the relationships. I still have people that I can call on and say, what do you think about X? Um, Can you help me with Y? Or sometimes I call and I'll say, I saw something you posted on Facebook. How can I help you? Mm -hmm. And it's just really been the basis of a lot of very strong relationships professionally and personally. And I really have appreciated just the continued welcome. Oh, are you kidding? I mean, we once you're in the family, we hate letting you go. So we draw you back through happy hours and through subbing and, you know, and through referring you. And, you know, we're yeah. just we're not going to let you go very easily. Um, OK, so as you know, from three years in B&I, uh, the words like, know and trust mm-hmm. are three words that we often mention in B&I. So what would you say are three words that are associated with you and or your business? Well, I would say that they're knowledgeable, experienced, and teacher. People will always say, you've been so patient with me. I've learned so much. I believe in meeting people where they are. And I believe that if I were to tell people where they were, that would be just my opinion. And how often I would have been wrong if I hadn't let them discover for themselves the how and why mm-hmm. of where they arrived and be able to plan their own next steps. I can attest to that one. When I started my business, um, you supported me and hired me, and mm-hmm. you had tremendous feedback for me going through the experience that has informed my process and informed the direction that I took with my business. And so the ripple effect that it's had is tremendous. So I appreciate Thank that you. about you. Oh. Of course. So tell me something that your clients don't know about you. Hmm. There's always that little thing. Like I always say that um, with Justin, our attorney, that it's the fact that he knows the children's books that I know, or with (laughs) um, Dr. Maria Elena Lara, that it's like, oh, you're from the East Coast. You understand what a Carvel ice cream cake is. Oh, yes. Just just had one. Oh, I just got jealous. I'm so jealous. Anyway. East Coast Connections. That's another thing I found in BNI. Thank you, God. We all know a good pizza. Oh, my gosh. Pizza, we know where to go. But you know I'll how to slice it. You know the, the oil, the whole thing. And it's thin crust, people, just in case you're wondering, thin crust. Okay. So I would say something people may not know about me is that my deepest passion is a good story well told. I don't care if it's a novel, a song, a play, a poem, a piece of art, or a movie. If it's well told, you have got me. Word choice, the way things are laid out, I just love that. So to that end, I would say my favorite movie is Harold and Maude. Oh my gosh, that is... I saw that movie in 1971 when it first came out, and it remains a favorite to this day. It just withstands the test of time. And I really don't like to rewatch movies or reread books. I like to just keep them the way that I remember them in my mind. And 
I have watched Harold and Maude dozens of times. In fact, I got my youngest kids when they were teenagers to sit and watch it. And I promised them if they didn't like it within 20 minutes, they could leave the room. They stayed for the whole movie. They cried. They laughed. They asked for their own copies for Christmas, and they shared it with all their friends. And it doesn't hurt that it's all Cat Stevens music. Well, so talk about time transport. But I'll just say that what I really loved about that movie is it's about one's perspective on life regardless of your experiences and circumstances, that it's always a choice in how you're going to look at it. And in 1971, I'm not sure I could have told you that, but now I realize how true that is to where I am today. Mm-hmm. Oh, now I have to rewatch that movie. Oh, come over. I got popcorn. You'll love it. Oh, my gosh. And like amazing beer. Yes. I mean, just saying. Yes. She's a beer drinker, too. Okay. Um, share what you would say is one of your top most frequently asked questions? Well, I don't know if they're frequently asked, but one of the responses that I get is, I already know I'm intuitive. I don't need anyone to tell me that. So why would I work with you? I mean, people tell me that all the time. And I kind of laugh because I say, well, I'm sitting here and on your desk, to which you are chained. (laughs) You have shown me all of the things you're digging out from. All of this time you have spent trying to resolve issues and problems that came up. And if you're intuitive, how did that play out in these decisions for you? Did you call on it? Did you bring it in? No, it just shows up and I know. And Well, what does it mean to show up? Because you got all these problems on your desk. When did you really know you shouldn't have hired that person? And if you give them long enough, they'll say, yeah, the interview, there was just something. Mm-hmm. But they had the perfect resume. They had the perfect references. They, They're the only one that applied. Like, yeah, you know, whatever, whatever it, it is. is. And it's, or I was super busy and they were good. And so I just got it. And so, so you, twice now you've told me that you either didn't check in with your intuition or you ignored it. You know, and people will say, oh, I can always tell by my gut. And I'll say, well, how loudly does your gut have to talk to you because I know from personal experience, my gut had to give me five stomach ulcers. And so I know how this goes. This isn't judging. The truth is that we are always in touch with our communication and we listen or we don't. So I want to bring it to a more conscious level because if you're not bringing your intuition to work, you're leaving your brain in the car, half your brain. Oh, you are. Absolutely. I, more and more I learned that I need to, and actually you helped me learn this as well, that you need to just be still. And it's like that muscle that you don't exercise. And so you start exercising it and suddenly it becomes easier and easier to get in touch with it. And like, oh, I can flex this. All you need to do is build another 30%, 30 seconds into your timeline. That's really all it takes, because if you are in touch with your chakras, if you are in touch with your intuition and you know how it shows up for you, check in with that and then honor it. Some people get the intuitive hit and then they rationalize it. Of course. And I'm like, intuition isn't rational. It's just additional information and you need to honor it as much as you honor the data. So that's one question. Uh, What I will get from a lot of people is, yeah, you don't understand 
I can't talk like that around my boss or my spouse or whomever, right? They get very defensive of can't bring that woo-woo into work. Mm-hmm. And I did so sad because you've locked your woo-woo in the car. My thing is you don't necessarily have to talk in those terms to be respectful and bring that to the table when you are talking with your boss. You can say, "There's, I have a nagging feeling. This just isn't the right time for this. Or I know the finances aren't all laid out yet, but something's just telling me this is the time to go for it. Timing is everything. And, you know, let's let's see what that would look like. It's also a great opportunity to begin to lead from that position Mm -hmm. so that people, you can say, okay, people, you've given me all the data. Thank you for this report. What does your gut tell you? Right. What is your, you know, how many times I've been with, um, executives who tell me they don't need to get into their intuition, but they do need to step outside and get some fresh air because there's this little man sitting on their chest. Right. Um, yeah, it's too bad you're not intuitive. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> you yep. know, or, you know, whatever it is that they need a moment to dismiss their intuition, basically. And so if you are in touch with yours and you are bold enough to own it, then you can also invite it from others in your organization and just make it a part of the formula. So important. So important. Okay. Clearly, this is going to be a, okay. just a boring conversation, and I'm hating every minute of it because I could go on forever and ever. Um, but I have to ask the most important question now. Mary Gleason? Yes. What is your favorite curse word? Oh, without a doubt, it is I absolutely love the lip biting of the F, the release of the O, and the drive it home with the K. In fact, I kept trying to get my 88-year-old mother to say it. How'd that go? Not so well. Yeah, she just thought about it for a long time and said, I don't f***ing want to. (laughs) (laughs) I love your mother. (laughs) Okay, on that note, we're going to take a break. And then when we come back, we are going to get into the nitty-gritty of what and who Mary Gleason is. We'll be right back. Do you hesitate to follow your instincts when making professional decisions? Learn to embrace and trust your gut with executive intuition coach, Mary Gleason. Mary can show you the importance and value of bringing your intuition to work. Without it, you're not utilizing your whole brain. Go to marygleasonconsulting.com for free downloads and to learn more about Mary and her services. That's marygleasonconsulting.com. Welcome back to Plateau Partners Pulse. I am sitting here with Mary Gleason, and Mary is a self-described intuition coach. So, Mary, what the heck is an intuition coach? Why, Stacy? I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as an intuition coach, I'm that person that encourages you to bring your whole brain to work. You know, all the data and documenting that you need is in the left side of your brain. And all the decision-making power and intuition and creativity is in the right side of your brain. And I work with far too many executives who only look at the data or only trust the data, even if they do say, "Mm, something's not right with this, but I can't prove it. So I'm going to go with that. So I work with people to help them understand 
how their intuition shows up for them and how to value it. Mm-hmm. Make it an equal partner with all that data. It's it's a, dare I say it, a heady job. <laughs> um, <laughs> because people are too much in their head. Yes. And so actually you need to get people out of their head. And as you say, intuition can show up in different ways. You know, there's when you're talking about intuition or being, you know, a psychic or being a medium or something like Mm -hmm. that, typically you're talking about the different ways that your intuition can show up. And, but it shows up for everyone. It's, you know, it's that thing that you run back into the house and you don't know why. And you realize, holy cow, I left the, the oven on or the stove on or something, or it's the thing that, you know, you just have a feeling, um, that something's happened. The number of experiences that all of us have had Mm -hmm. that we suddenly just knew. And if you just get out of your head and listen to it, um, anyone that works with intuition will tell you that it's, it's always positive and it's always short and sweet. It's very directive, I think. Exactly. Short and sweet. And the only thing that is in your life that is just there for your greatest good and highest purpose. There's no quid pro quo. Why wouldn't you why wouldn't you want to consult with your intuition? Right. If something tells you to run, mm-hmm. run. Right. <laughs> and you know, and I think that's the the case with what you're talking about with business and and this idea that people need to understand that if everything is telling you, as you say, Mm -hmm. the data that, you know, well, the numbers say this and the people are saying this and whatever, but something is making you say, run, 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 trust it. You know, it's funny. One of the silliest things I can think of was I really needed to find where I put down my keys and my glasses. I was going to be late for a meeting and I had the worst urge to go close the blinds in my office. And I just decided, okay, I can't get this thought out of my head, so I'm going to go do it. And of course, they were on the windowsill in my office. Mm -hmm. So I probably didn't get the part where if you do this, this is what you're going to do. And I will say that I my one uh, bugaboo about the chakras is if they could just be a little more literal. It would really help. But instead, what I got was go close the blinds. And I got this strong urge to go close the blinds. And it's like, oh, okay. I listened. I just Mm -hmm. didn't question. I listened. It's so true. I mean, you and I could go back and forth about all of that. Um, So given that, as part of your coaching, you bring in the chakras, which normally you think of, you know, this idea of intuition and executive coaching. I mean, mm-hmm. that seems as it is like, you know, an oxymoron, like, oh, you know, an executive focusing on their intuition. And then you bring in the chakra piece mm-hmm. and suddenly I'm sure that must feel like, as you say, that woo-woo piece. That woo-woo piece, bring your woo-woo to work. Mm-hmm. Woo-woo wants to work too, you know. So how does that all work? Well, I mean, what do people think? Yeah. And it's funny because if you read about any of the really big successful business people, Steve Jobs or any of those people, they will say, I followed my intuition. I just had a gut feel. Mm -hmm. Um, And it doesn't mean the data isn't important, but look at what happened to them when they allowed their intuition to flow. So... Why I like to talk about the chakras is because they relate to our body. So the seven main chakras 
run our energy bodies that exist along your spine from the very base, the root chakra, all the way up to the crown of your head. And each chakra has an assignment for what it's trying to tell you and what functions with it. And I will say that absolutely nothing happens on one level. Everything is physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. The fact is we listen more closely when it becomes physical, mm-hmm. a la my five ulcers, a la whatever else is going on, Um, that feeling that you can't breathe or whatever. So I like to bring people back to the chakras as a beginning point that says, um, where do you feel this when I say this? Where do you feel this when I say that? You know, kind of thing. Okay, let's understand what's happening for you. Um, Let's understand, you know, when people say I can't breathe, You know, that's telling you, that's the heart chakra is telling you, you are not in right relation with what's happening here or this decision you're about to make, Mm -hmm. or you aren't believing what people are telling you. You're not getting good advice. Listen to your heart, right? It's not a good relation, relationship forming around this issue. Trust it. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you have that a lot in your life, well, then let's talk about all the ways that that's piling up so that you can begin to sort it out and know what's true for here versus maybe what's happening at home or whatnot. So there's a lot of layers to that. But if we can get people in, if I can get people into their body first, they will begin to trust it because it's a little more tangible. Right. So the idea being that um, they say, oh, that's root chakra. Hmm, I'm too heavy. I'm not light enough on my feet or Oh my goodness. Um, every time I think of that, I get laryngitis. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's so throat chakra. So you're throat chakra. You're, you're not communicating truly, mm-hmm. or you're not really believing what you're about to say, or whatever. So it's fast. I mean, even my. Um, Which is making me want to cough right now. Oh. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, and, you know, I think of. Um, Bruce Flammer here was here, um, mm-hmm. Michael Bruce Image Consulting, and he works with people to understand what their body type is, for instance. And I'm an inverted triangle. And what's interesting to me is that not only am I an inverted triangle in terms of my body type, but my energy. Yes, I you am are. <laughs> very, very open at the top. And then, you know, not so grounded. Not so grounded. And, right. you know, once you start to see some correlations between mm-hmm. things, you know, it doesn't matter who you are, you can start to see, as you say, you know, if you're having physical pain and you're having stomach aches, you know, what's going on with your family or when you're having stomach aches, you're leaking your personal power or it's threatening your personal power. And so let just to continue with your analogy, if you have an hourglass shape and you're narrower in the middle, where is that something to keep an eye on? Are you giving away your personal power? Are you more constricted around your solar plexus. Mm -hmm. So, and it's not that you want to run out and change your body shape, um, although dozen donuts every now and then does sound good, but (laughs) but the idea of just being aware, Mm -hmm. just being aware that I tend to sacrifice my own personal power first. Mm -hmm. And am I doing that now? Oh yeah. I mean, I absolutely, I mean, I think about even sucking in your stomach Mm -hmm. when you're holding your breath. Right. And, you know, all of a sudden you end up with that hourglass, you know, vibe where you're like, right. and, you know, something's making I look you. fabulous. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, you know, it's, it's interesting. So even mm-hmm. people, I mean, and by the way, who cares if you can tap into your intuition and it can actually 
benefit yourself, your relationships, mm-hmm. your work, the output, you know, your team or whatever it is. By the way, who cares if it's, you know, considered right. woo-woo? And when it's like learning a new word. Once you learn it, you start to see it and see it used and the connection everywhere. I always say that. I always say when you're pregnant, you realize the entire world is pregnant. When you have a cast on your arm, the entire world has a cast. How did I not see this before? Mm-hmm. When you are aware of the chakras, you might not have everything memorized as to what it means, but you begin to appreciate that there is a meaning and it's worth looking into. Mm-hmm. So um, people will ask me, are chakras the only way to get in touch with your intuition? And the answer is not by a long shot, but it's a great place to start. Mm-hmm. It's a great place to start because um, there may be other ways, but do you know what they mean? So you might get chills or goosebumps. Those are great. Those are great. It's still the body. So once I got in touch with my body, then I began to realize I became less dependent on the chakras. I started to hear the song titles that float through my mind, you know, like pay attention to when you're hearing Led Zeppelin. Not a good day. No. So I began to trust those random images that run across my mind. Um, Mm -hmm. I, not too long ago, was getting in the car to go to the gym in the morning. And as I started the car, I had a flash of a deer in the middle of the road. And I knew exactly where it was. It was just outside of my development. And it was deep, thick fog that morning. I, so I kept the radio off and I just tried to stay present. I got to that spot. There was no fog in that spot. And there was a huge deer in the middle of the road, just right there. And I thank you very much. I saved mm-hmm. its life and my car, you know. Well, and maybe your life. I mean, and maybe so my often, life, who knows? Right? But it was just standing there. And I was like, and then, of course, always follow up with gratitude. Thank you, spirit. Right. Thank you. You can call it spirit. You can call it whatever you want. It's not a religious experience. It's just information. Right. Which is important for people to understand. I think Mm -hmm. so often people associate something like this as some kind of voodoo or witchcraft. And it's like, no, it's there's an understanding that there is something bigger than yourself and that you're, you know, whether you want to say I got a message from God or a message from spirit or a message from, you know, my higher self. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there's you're in this life with someone else. And, you know, it, it reminds me of the little devil and the angel on your shoulders. Yeah. But I also tell people that they're bigger than they think they are. They're just not aware of it. Mm -hmm. But did you ever feel somebody's energy before they even entered the room? Oh yes. Yeah. That's because they projected their energy forward and we all do. And sometimes you go, oh, is so-and-so even here? Because it's such contracted energy. So we get to decide how big we want to be in which situations, but it's much bigger than our physical selves. Which, you know, then takes you around to like the intuition in the workplace that, you know, you think about when you're in a conference room and the person that it's like, oh, you know here goes Sean. He's like, you know, sucking all the energy out of the room. He's like such a downer about this or, you know, or whatever it is, the energy that's in the room. And people feel that and they don't think about the fact that there's, that's just not 
a personality trait. I mean, that's a whole thing. That's a whole energy thing. However, when that's the thought process that's happening around that, that's giving all of your power to that person. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's a choice. And you have to say, I feel myself shrinking in his presence. Do I have something I want to add? Is this where I want to make my mark? How can I find my voice? You start from the root chakra up. You say, this is what is. This is what's manifest. This is disrupting the flow. This is interfering with my personal power. I'm not in right relationship. I want to I want to honestly communicate. I want to change the perspective of what's happening in this room. I mean, you go right up mm-hmm. the chakra ladder. So. Yep. Or in layman's term, plant your feet and speak your mind. Yeah. But, I mean, you know. But get but, in touch and right. choose. Choose wisely. Like. It's not the, if the goal is to change the person, forget it. If the goal is to take charge of what you want to contribute to the meeting, you're golden. Mm-hmm. Which is then leads into another reason why you would want to work with an intuition coach, because, you know, these are the relationships, whether it's personal or whether mm-hmm. it is in your um, professional life. Right. You know, being in relationship to yourself first and foremost, and then being in relationship to other people. It's, you know, another reason why working with somebody can be so beneficial because you can meet them where they are and you don't have to minimize them. You just need to maximize mm-hmm. who you are and what you have to contribute. Right. So you must have a diverse group of people that you work with. Yes. And a lot of people don't even know in the beginning that this is really what we're doing is intuition coaching. So they pick, I'll tell them, pick up a file on your desk. It doesn't matter which one or think of an email or whatever it is and just take a moment. And then this is where my hypnotherapy practice and my intuitive practice all come in where I walk them backwards. You know, what is the problem now? When were you first aware what were your hopes? How far from the vision are you? What happened? And you walk them all the way back and they will come to the point of, oh, I knew before I made that decision, before I hired that person, before I agreed to that program expansion, before I agreed to that new board member that is now living in my office, driving me crazy, that kind of thing. Um, So now going forward, how can we build that back up. Take the next file. What happened there? Oh, yeah, I probably knew that beforehand. Oh, yeah, I probably knew that mm-hmm. beforehand. And it's not always. Sometimes it's halfway through. I knew this wasn't right. Right. But then, you know, but having did the- you voice it? Did you what were the actions that you took? So that's a lot of work along that way. And I'm not crazy. I understand people have bosses that they need to report to. They don't always have absolute control. Mm -hmm. But I'll tell you, one of the big things that I found, Stacey, is I get people who will then say to me, I think I'm in the wrong job. Uh, This isn't the career path. This isn't what I thought it was going to be like to be on this career path. This doesn't bring me joy anymore. Mm -hmm. And that's a whole different conversation, but it's an important one because so often it's not that they're in the wrong profession. It's that they've given away all the power. Okay, we need to talk about, we're going to take a break and we're going to come back and talk more about that Okay, in a moment. Okay, we'll be right back. Stacy Heller of Stacy Connects likes doing two things, talking and connecting people with their potential. If you'd like to talk about your potential with Stacy, contact her at stacy at stacyconnects.com. 
Welcome back to Plateau Partners Pulse. I am here with Mary Gleason. And before the break, we were talking about this idea of your personal power. And it may seem like something that is, you know, you talk about being an executive coach. So A, there's a few questions that I have about this. One, this seems like a different focus than your typical executive coach. And um, somebody may have a fear of it being a little bit woo-woo. So I also want to talk about, I just want to double down on that. You know, what is the thing that may trigger someone to think like, oh yeah, I should probably work with Mary. I could benefit. So, um, so let's go back to the, what makes you different than another executive coach? Okay. So there are so many coaches working on career pathing and, and they do great work. I am not a career coach. Um, what I do that very few others do is insist on consulting your whole brain. Want to know what are the creative things that you are thinking? What are the intuitive things that come to you? Because they mean something. And I'll tell you, I talk about it in terms of business, but this is something you take in through your whole life. This isn't just about your career. This is about standing strong in who you are, in your personal power, knowing. And maybe it's not always the time to speak up, but if you know when you're being true to you, then you can begin to plan on how you want to move forward um, with whatever it is you know needs to be different. Mm -hmm. Sometimes what needs to be different is you. Sometimes what needs to be different is the job. Sometimes, you know, it's just not the right job. But sometimes what needs to be different is simply the way you're presenting things mm -hmm. or you're hearing things or that you're accepting without further consulting um, your intuition or somebody else's. I can't tell you how many reports I wrote for um, CEOs, for whomever, that had all the data but there wasn't room to say, so what's your opinion? Mm -hmm. And it wasn't asked. And the data and your opinion are very often different. So when the data and your opinion don't line up or you're feeling that, yes, it all looks good on paper. We need to take this one step further. I'm not ready to make this decision quite yet kind of thing. There are other ways to do that. And, and people will say, you know, well, it's all right there. How can I argue? And you can just say, you know, I'm going to wait a week on this. I'm going to sleep on it overnight. But there's something not right here. And honoring that is really, really important. Mm -hmm. And I get so much pushback of, I can't be woo-woo at work. And I'm like, well, you really can. Um, and it would probably help if you didn't call it woo-woo. Right. Well, but <laughs> you're not bringing a crystal ball and like a fog machine to work. Although you could. Although well, you could. I mean, you could if that's what you <laughs> want to do. But but the point that you're making is that it it's not something that needs to look like what people are. People are painting very often with a wide brush of what this looks like. Exactly. And instead, it's it's. But really I do have a pendulum in my desk drawer. 
Well, I have one too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what the heck? It's free. It doesn't cost anything. It can be a source of validation. Um, but you're right. You don't have to have a crystal ball and say secret words and mini, 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 mini into it kind of thing. <laughs> but you can take 30 seconds to close your eyes and check in with your body. You can take 30 seconds to say, why is that nagging song in my head? You can take mm -hmm. 30 seconds to say, why do I feel the need to go close the blinds? Whatever it is. Um, and trust it. Mm -hmm. Stop rationalizing it because people will say, yeah, I got a hit. But then I realize, da, 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 and I'm like, okay, you just, you just tried to rationalize the irrational. Absolutely. And it's not there to be rationalized. It's there to be honored. I love the people who say, I'm intuitive. I already know I'm intuitive. Um, I don't need this kind of help. But when I ask them what that means to them, they'll say, every now and then I get a hit. Every now and then this works out. Every now and then, you know, you should have seen the time that. Mm -hmm. And I say, well, you know, intuition isn't random. Your listening to it is random. Mm -hmm. So what would happen if... All of those kinds of hits could happen to you, not as a parlor trick or an occasionally getting it right and aren't I cool kind of moment, mm -hmm. but all day long stopping to check in because it's there all day long. Oh, you you have been um, instrumental in teaching me that. And, you know, the same thing. We're all intuitive to mm -hmm. a different degree. And again, as I said, it's like a muscle that you exercise. And the more that you stop and listen to it, the more you're able to... Right listen to it. And you have absolutely taught me that. And, and when it comes to personal power, this is where you also begin to get distance from other people saying, I'm actually fine. Where's this tension coming from? Or it's all in the personal power, solar plexus, chakra kind of thing. This isn't mine. I can't own this. This mm -hmm. is somebody else's. So that's a different solution than me changing my approach or me changing what I know to be true. This is a time for me to go and say, what's really happening for you? Let's talk about this. Where's this pressure coming from? Kind of thing. And it's, you know, it works really well in a marriage. I was, I was going to say, <laughs> like relationships. It works really well with your kids. Um, whether they're young or adults, it works really well when they come home and say, you've ruined my life kind of thing. Um, not that that's ever happened. No, no. <laughs> but I do remind my mother, my whole life would have turned out differently if she'd only given me dance lessons when I was five. But, you know. <laughs> no guilt. Well, I mean, my life went downhill after second grade because we moved and I was pretty sure my ballet career was going to take off after that first recital. So I am so with you on that. Now, but I, but what I'll say is how often are we stuck in those moments? Oh, I like how often I are we like, saying this is just another time where I've been denied dance classes and we go off. And so where are you giving your power away is huge. Mm -hmm. It's huge. And when I woke up to that, I really was on the wrong career path, that I really wasn't happy, that I was telling myself I can handle things that I shouldn't have had to handle, um, that I wasn't speaking my truth, mm -hmm. that all of these things weren't working. I mean, it's called a nervous breakdown in medical <laughs> lingo. And I had it, you know, five ulcers, all that kind of thing. Um, it led to clarity in every area of my life when I started paying attention to my intuition. So how did that affect your marriage then, 
I mean, you already talked about that this is something that obviously you can harness this ability and use it in your professional life. But then in your personal life, you know, I happen to know your husband and he is a little different than you. So then just to believe just a little, just a little tight, in the Myers Briggs of life, we are complete opposites. <laughs> so then how does that, you know, how does that work? Because I came, because I became so clear about what's true for me, I was then able to see what's true for him. And when he's responding to me, believe it or not, he's doing what's normal for him. It's not necessarily telling me no. He's saying, I don't get it. He's saying, that's not for me. That's okay. But it changed the conversation from being a victim-y conversation where I was giving over way too much power, waiting for him to see things my way, um, where I just took control. And it was also a way like you and I both know as intuitives, dominant upper chakra people, we tend to float in the stratosphere where the 30,000 foot view kind of thing. He is all roots and chakra. He wants the data. Two things I learned. One is I when I'm introducing something new, I have to allow that time. He's not going to go, oh, sounds fun. He's going to have to think about it. And that's okay. But the second thing I learned is I don't have to get the data for him. If you need data, go get it. <laughs> I'll wait I'll here. Over here. <laughs> I'll wait here. And that has just you know, just those little bit of insights have really changed um, what my adult children choose to do mm-hmm. is not a reflection of me. No, no. And it's, that is a powerful lesson. It's to, like, huge. Let it go. Because then it allows me to engage them in conversation about how are things for them. Mm-hmm. It's just huge. Um, when I was managing a large staff, it was so helpful for me to learn to be able to say, everybody came here with a day already mm-hmm. in motion. The kids who wouldn't get dressed and eat their breakfast and get in the car and mm-hmm. da, 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 and stuff. So when somebody comes in and they're not particularly respectful or whatever, it's really nice to have that distance to say, you know, I did my chakra balancing this morning. I know what's mine and this ain't it. Yep. So it seems like something you could, I don't know, like write a book about. <laughs> Funny you should say that. Well, so, have you I a book am, about it? yes, I am um, working on a book that I hope to release in the spring of 2022. And the title of it, the working title of it, is uh, Married to My Opposite The Woo Woo and the Engineer. And living in a high tech corridor, I can tell you I'm not alone because we are the minority and engineers around here are the vast majority. Mm -hmm. I will say um, every single person has intuition. Whether it's dominant or not, they have intuition. And it's showing up for them all the time. I even had somebody with um, Asperger's, or we're not supposed to say it anymore, autism, excuse me, tell me, no, I don't, I'm not intuitive. I don't read feelings. And yet when we sat and we worked together, she said, oh, yeah, I get that. And it's not always about reading the room. It's about reading yourself. Mm -hmm. And even she was able to find cues where she was giving away her power and where she could make different choices and have different thoughts just by checking in with herself. Mm -hmm. 
So we are all intuitive. Absolutely. I mean, I just think that Mm-hmm. engineers the creativity to do things that they do and what's the thing that tells them to try this other thing or to you know pivot with this or to tweak that or you know mm-hmm. whatever it is and I'm sorry but people that are in that side of their brain they're always like well let me just try this I mean I'm like MacGyver was a total intuitive <laughs> <laughs> Did we not love MacGyver? I love MacGyver, a little gum and foil. Like. But I will say, so for all of the um, ribbing I do with my engineer husband, he's one of the most intuitive gift givers in the world. And that's where I suck. I can never quite figure out what anybody's really going to like. And he has brought presents for me, presents for the kids that were nobody's radar screen. They weren't on anybody's Amazon wish list kind of thing. And yet it strikes a chord. And he said, I just thought you'd like that. I love that. I love that, you know, I've known you for a long time now. And I love that over the course of writing this book and going through it, it has really strengthened and solidified your relationship. And it's, it has. it's given you this opportunity to, as you say, meet him in his space and, you know, and realize like, okay, you know. And for the record, it is my book. So I win every argument. However, <laughs> he has read the whole book and he has made edits and he has added things. So this will not be a surprise to him. (laughs) So it's not like a (laughs) tell-all. No, it's not. No, it's not. But, But the idea being that the way that I sometimes wrote things in there saying, now I understand this about him, he'll Mm -hmm. go, I never thought of it that way, but you're right. That's me. That's true. So it's been a great conversation starter. So we're kind of far off the topic with executive intuition coaching, but I will tell you, it's the same thing. You get to know what you're giving away, what you're taking on. You get to know what others are trying to hand you that you will or won't accept. Mm -hmm. You are able to go more confidently into a decision-making process and trust it. How many decisions have been made because we're just going to throw a body at it, I got to get it off my desk, and it comes back at us, boomerangs, because not only is all that work now back on our desk, we got to correct what was done wrong, we got to write a uh, personal performance and improvement plan. Mm -hmm. We've got to (laughs) deal with HR. Making bad decisions costs time and money. Mm -hmm. Saying, I'm going to go out one more round of interviews or let's talk to candidate number two, or um, I need to sleep on this, can save you an awful lot of heartache and time and get you out from behind your desk. And that's what I'm all about, Mm -hmm. especially in the nonprofit world, which is where I mainly focus. You're the executive director. You're supposed to be out in the community making relationships and talking with donors and making sure your organization has the resources it needs. It can't do that if you're chained to your desk. So let's get you unchained, making the best decisions, free you up to move the organization forward rather than digging out from past decisions. It's huge. And, you know, I will say that, there's so much talk when you have um, ADHD or you're learning different or whatever about executive function and the things that you need in order to function. And I would absolutely argue that embracing your own intuition and trusting it is a part of executive function. And so to function as an executive. Well, and you know, 
one of the things that I tell people is, you know, why should I work with you? And, or I can't afford to work with you or my board won't understand whatever that is, is how much money is in the budget each year for you to do professional development? And do you really want to go to one more conference where you can give all the presentations? Right. Because I know at a point I got, I got to that point of I'm going to network, but I'm not really learning new things here. Mm-hmm. Um, what would happen if that kind of professional development dollars went into being that much more present at work? being that much more aware of the decisions you're making, of the people that you're managing, all of those things, I think that would pay off in spades. And, um, you know, some of my clients would tell you, oh, yeah, it really does help. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it's very powerful. And, you know, one-on-one coaching and even working with teams, I mean, you know, you've done it all. You can do it all. You're amazing. So if somebody wants to work with you, mm-hmm. how do they get in touch with you? Really easy. Um, you can reach me at Mary F, as in Frank Gleason, at Comcast.net. Or you can go to my website, MaryGleasonConsulting.com. Really easy. There's opportunities there for you to download an introduction to the chakras, uh, to download my free meditation of chakra balancing for greater intuition. And there's even a place for you to say you want to schedule a 30-minute discovery call. I'm happy to talk to anybody at any time about how and if this is a good choice for you. Awesome. Okay. Well, I know that I have experienced your talents. They've made a huge difference in my personal and my professional life. So I thank you for that. Well, thank you. And I thank you for joining us. Thank you for including me. Of course. You're like family. (laughs) I'm like a bad penny. You never know when I'm going to show up and ask for a gin and tonic. (laughs) And I'm happy to share. So uh, thank you for joining us again, Mary Gleason. And um, stay tuned because we have more episodes where we feature more of our fabulous Plateau Partner members and feature their businesses. (laughs) 